5. First John chapter 5. We'll look at verses 14 through 15. First John chapter 5, verses 14 through 15. Uh, and tonight I want us to look at this idea of having confidence in our prayer life. Uh, confidence in prayer. Last Sunday when we met to look at our series on 1 John, we noticed that we need to have the Son in our life. And that's where our life comes from. It comes from the Son. It comes from Jesus Christ. And so we saw, first off, um, that John, he reiterated some witnesses that we have from God in our life to point us to who Jesus is, to the fact that Jesus is God's Son. We have the Holy Spirit, uh, and the Holy Spirit will never convince us otherwise. He is there to point us to Christ. Um, and so if we have the Holy Spirit, if we've been saved, He testifies to us of Jesus Christ. We also have um, the witness of God's Word. Uh, God's Word shows us that Jesus is the Son of God. And we also have the witness of our salvation. If you've been saved, it's through Jesus Christ alone that we are saved. And so we have that testimony um, from our salvation, from the Word of God. And so we, we saw the witnesses. Then we noticed uh, the great sin of unbelief that we can all fall uh, uh, fall pray to if we're not careful. Uh, of course, doubt is the thief of joy. One of the reasons John was writing this epistle is so that we can have a joy that is full in our Christian life. But if we are filled with doubt, if we are filled with uncertainty about God and His Word and the promises He's given to us, uh, we won't have that joy. We need to be confident in God's Word. We need to know it and we need to believe it. And so uh, it's important that we do not have out in our life. Then we saw the life-giving record that we have from God. God has given us His Word in the Bible. So we have His testimony to us of who Christ is. And it's by the Word of God that we are instructed um, about who Jesus is, what He did for us, and how to be saved. And so by the Word of God, we know how to find life, and that is through Jesus Christ. Finally, we notice that we can have a sure salvation. We can know that we are saved. There doesn't have to be any doubt in our mind that we are born again, that we belong to the Father if our faith is in Jesus Christ. Salvation is simple. It's, it's faith in Jesus Christ alone. It's believing in what He did for us on the cross and, and trusting in Him alone. And so we can be confident knowing that we are saved. We do not have to doubt our salvation. That was last Sunday. Tonight, we're going to continue in this series. Uh, we're getting close to the end here, uh, but we are going to see how we can have confidence in our prayer life. John was passionate about making sure the early church had some confidence. As we saw last week, he wanted them to be confident knowing that they were saved. Tonight we're going to see he wanted them to be confident knowing that God heard and answered their prayers. And we can have that same confidence. We can know that God hears us and that he answers our prayer. And so I want us to, to see how we can have that confidence tonight. Sadly, though, I believe there are many 
who uh, many religions today that may even claim the name Christian, but they are in fear because they have no confidence. They have no faith. If, if, uh, if they do, they're, they're trying to be confident in their own abilities, their own works, instead of being confident in what Christ has done. I think about the Roman Catholic Church. Confidence in salvation is considered a sin. If you're not allowed to claim that you know that you are saved. Uh, because salvation is, uh, is partly dependent on, on us. I, it's the idea that I hope I can be good enough to be saved. But the Bible tells us we can be confident in Christ. We can know that we are saved when our confidence is in Him, not in our works, not in what we have done. And so where somebody's confidence is placed is the difference between religion and a relationship. Uh, religion places confidence in our own works and our own abilities and what we do. But when, our, when we have a relationship with Christ, when we've been born again, our confidence is, what, is in what He has done for us. And our faith is in, in Him alone. And He alone can save us. And so our confidence needs to be in Him. In the same way that we have confidence in Christ for our salvation, we need to have confidence in Christ when we go in prayer. And prayer is important. And if we are always praying, doubting that God hears our prayers, we will have ineffective prayer. When we pray, we should go knowing that God hears us and knowing that God will answer us. And we can pray with confidence. But whether or not we can pray with confidence depends on where confidence is at tonight. It needs to be in Christ. And so tonight I want us to see uh, that we can have confidence in prayer. Um, let's go ahead and read 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, and then we'll pray against the message. 1 John 5, verse 14 says this, And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for this day that you've given us, and I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you that we can know that we are saved, not because of anything we've done, but because of what you've done for us. Lord, I pray that you'd help us this evening to have confidence in our prayer life as well, knowing that you hear us and that you answer our prayer. I pray to God that you'd help us this evening to be encouraged to have confidence in our prayer life. Lord, I ask that you would just help us to put aside distractions now. Lord, I pray that you'd help me to be emptied of self, Lord, and to be filled with your spirit. Lord, I pray that you would do uh, what only you can do this evening, and that's to speak to our hearts. I ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want us to see, first of all, some uh, requirements of confident prayer that John uh, lists here. Uh, the word confidence it has the idea of being able to speak with freedom. It has the idea of being unreserved in our speech, and, and being open. It means to be frank and without concealment. A great example of somebody who is able to speak freely without a care in the world about what, other, what others think uh, is children. Uh, if you talk to children, uh, kids, young kids, they say what's on their mind and they don't really care uh, what it is. Uh, if, if they want to say it, they will say it. There was a four-year-old that asked his mom, uh, can we get a kitten? The mom replied, I'm allergic. We can't be in the same house together. And the child replied, you could sleep outside. <laughs> there was another, there was a six-year-old who went to his mom and asked his mom, Mom, why do bad guys always try to take over? The mom replied, they want to be in charge and make all the rules. 
And the child responded, why don't they just become moms? <laughs> and then uh, another seven-year-old once told his parents, uh, most inventors are smart, but not the person who invented homework. He's the worst of all inventors. And I agree with him. Homework is terrible. Uh, but kids, they say what's on their mind. They have confidence in their words. They speak without hesitation. And in the same way, in our prayers, we need to be confident in our prayer. We should be bold when we go to God in prayer, bringing what's on our heart and what's on our mind. And we can know that God hears and answers our prayer. And so we should be able to speak freely uh, with God. He's interested in our prayers. He wants to hear our prayers. He commands us to pray to Him. Uh, and so uh, we know that God wants to hear our prayers. The question is, do we want to bring them to Him? Do we want to talk to Him? Uh, and this evening, I hope we can be encouraged to do that. First, the first requirement is that if we're going to have co confident prayer life, uh, we need to have the right authority in our prayer life. Prayer is a privilege. It's a gift that we have from God. Uh, but we don't con really control the outcomes of our prayers. We pray to God, but God is the one who answers. Uh, he answers sometimes, we know, He answers with a yes. He answers our prayer exactly how we expect. Sometimes God answers our prayer and tells us no, that we don't, we don't uh, need what we've prayed for. Or sometimes God tells us to wait and to be patient and continue praying. Uh, but God is the one who answers um, our prayer. And so we need to understand who it is we are praying to. Verse 14, John emphasizes this. Look at verse 14. He says, And this is the confidence that we have in Him. It says our confidence is in Him. It's not in us. It's not in our words. And that, that's important. It's important that we know who the, who the Him is. And of course, that's Jesus Christ. And so our authority in prayer is Jesus Christ. He is the one that our confidence is is in. He's the one we bring our petitions to. And so if we want to be confident in our prayer life, we need to know that it is Christ we are praying to. And we might say, well, who else am I going to pray to? Who else am I going to bring my petitions to? We might be surprised at how often we pray to the wrong authority in our life. How many times have we found ourselves having a great need in our life, and instead of turning to God first, we turn to our wallets? And we look to our wallets in faith to take care of that need that we have. We look to our money before we ever think about going to God and trusting in Him. We might not actually put our wallet out on a table and pray to it, but with our actions, with our faith, it's as if we're praying to our wallet to take care of our needs. And if we're not careful, we can be, uh, we can be guilty of praying to these idols in a sense with our actions. Some people pray to power. They think if they just had more control over their life, that everything would be okay. If they just had more control over the people in their life who frustrate them, everything would work out how it needs to, to be. And instead of trusting in God in those situations. And so they pray to power. They worship it, even though they don't bow down to it. For some, they pray to family and friends. Of course, we have family and friends for a reason. We, we lean on them. They're a good source of help in times of trouble. But if we're not careful, we can run to family, we can run to friends, and never once turn to God for help in times of need. And that's why Jesus warned us, if we're going to be followers of Him, He must come before all others. He is to be first and foremost in our life. Luke chapter 14 and verse 26 says this, If any man come to me, 
And hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters. Yea, and his own life also. He cannot be my disciple. The idea there is not that we're commanded to be mean to our family and hate them and despise them. The idea there from Christ is that he must come first. If someone else comes before Christ, we do not love him as we claim to do. But Christ needs to be first, even before family, even before friends. Uh, our faith needs to be in him first. Some look to self in prayer. We live in a society that believes that you can be self-made. Uh, that if you try hard enough, you can take care of every problem in your life. That you don't need anybody else. The people who, who say that, the people who spout that, forget that they would not be where they are at if it weren't for the people in their life who've helped them to get to the place that they are at. Nobody is really self-made. We, we are all the people that we are today because of those in our life and the circumstances of our life uh, that God has orchestrated. I think about Joseph. If Joseph was alive today, uh, some might be tempted to write a book about the ten, ten steps that Joseph took to rise from poverty to riches, for, to rise from, from poverty to power. And they might be tempted to look at Joseph and all of the things that he did to get himself out of the trouble that he was in. But when we look at Joseph, we know that Joseph trusted in God and he prayed to God and his faith was in God. It wasn't in himself. And it was God who orchestrated the events of his life. Joseph did not pray to self. And so we need to be careful that we aren't looking to self in times of, of trouble, in times of need, that we turn to Christ. Tonight, who's your authority in prayer? Who is it that you're trusting in? We might utter a word to God. Uh, we might pray to God and utter His name on our lips, but we can do that. We can pray to God. Meanwhile, our heart is far from God. Uh, Jesus warned against that. In Matthew 15, 8, the Bible says, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Just because someone mentions God in their prayer doesn't mean they're praying to God. Uh, where is our heart at when we pray? Where is our faith at? When we pray, is our faith in the right authority? Is it in God? Is it in Jesus Christ? Or is it in us? Is it in our money? Is it in uh, family? Is it in friends? Is it in power? What is our faith in when we pray? We need to have the right authority. And that's Jesus Christ. Number two, we see that we need to have the right attitude when we pray. Look back at verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask, if we ask, I want to focus on that phrase, if we ask, Anything according to his will. It starts with if there. That means we have the option to do so. We have the option to pray. We can decide to pray or to not to pray. We make that decision daily. Um, we might complain that God doesn't listen to us, but are we making the decision to even pray, to even talk with him? And so it starts with if. Are we going to decide that we are going to pray? Uh, that we are going to have confident prayer. And so we must, if we're going to have confident prayer, we must first decide that we are going to pray. Um, but we also see that he says, if we ask, if we ask. Uh, if we're going to have the right attitude in prayer, we need to realize that praying is asking. Pray, we are not going to God and telling God He needs to do this and we demand of Him to answer this prayer. When we go to God in prayer, it is with the attitude that we are asking Him. We are coming to Him knowing that He is the one who is answering that prayer, not us. 
When we approach God, though, like he's a genie in the bottle who has to grant our wishes, we are going to have um, an ineffective prayer life because God is not our genie. He does not owe us anything. We do not deserve any mercy or grace from God. When we go to God in prayer, it needs to be with the attitude uh, of humility, of asking, of understanding that God is the one answering. So we are, not the, we are not the ones who control the outcome of our prayer. God is. And so we need to understand that. We need to go in faith. When we go to God in prayer, we should view it as going to the king. Because that's what we are doing. I think about the story of Esther, who went into the king's court to beg for the life of uh, the Jewish people there. And she could have been killed on the spot if the king did not reach out his scepter and grant her uh, entrance into his courtroom, but she goes boldly. She goes with humility, though. She goes asking, not demanding, but asking. And that's what God expects of us when we go in prayer, is that we ask God, and we have faith in Him, and we go with humility. How do we pray to God? What is our attitude when we pray? How often do we find ourselves getting angry at God for not answering a prayer that we have prayed? When we pray, we need to pray asking. Uh, knowing that God will answer our prayer uh, when we have faith in Him. So we need to have the right attitude. Number three, we need to have the right aim. We need to have the right aim in our prayer life. What's the goal? What is the destination that we are trying to reach? What is it that we ultimately want accomplished in our life through this prayer? Look at verse 14 again. Uh, the second half, that if we ask anything according to His will... He heareth us. It says anything according to His will. So when we pray, we see first that we can bring our desires to God. We can pray about anything. And so far as the direction or aim of our prayer goes, we should realize that God is concerned about it all. God wants to hear our prayers. There's nothing in our life that's too unimportant for God. And so we need to realize that God does care about our life. He does care about the things we are going through and uh, the people in our life who frustrate us or that trial that we're facing. He cares about those things and He wants to hear them. And so uh, we can bring anything to God in prayer. But there is a caveat there. The prayers that we bring before God, it needs to be, He says they're according to His will. Uh, it needs to be according to His will. And so he's not writing there that we can pray about anything, including something contrary to God's will. In other words, I can't go to God and pray, God, can you give me the strength to go rob the bank down the street? God's not going to give me the strength to do that because it's contrary to His will. Uh, I cannot pray and ask God to, um, to, to hurt somebody that has wronged me because they've made me mad and I want to get back at them. God, can you hurt them back? God's not going to answer a prayer like that because it's contrary to His will. There are some things that are very clearly against the will of God. And so God's not going to answer a prayer that's very clearly against His will. But we say, what about the things that we are not certain are God's will? There are some things in our life that we don't know uh, what God's will is right away. And so we need to pray about them. I'm not going to open the Bible and, and it's not going to say, Dustin, today you need to go um, buy this car or you need to buy this house. You need to go get this job. The Bible is, doesn't show us things like that specifically. 
But that doesn't mean it's not a part of God's will. God has a plan. He has a purpose in our life. And so what do we do about those situations? What do we do about those things that we are concerned about uh, but is not specifically in the Bible? Um, how do we know God's will? How do we pray about that? When we pray about those things, we should ask ourselves honestly, is, uh, is this thing that I want, is it going to cause me to sin? Or is it going to keep me from walking with God? Is it going to hinder my relationship? Do I really need this thing in my life? That's, that's something we can first pray. Uh, is, is this thing that I'm praying for good for me? Is it going to help me grow? But when we are praying about things that we are not certain are God's will, we should pray as Christ instructed us to and gave us the example of. We should always pray that God's will be done. We should bring our desires to God. We should pray and ask that God would give us our desires. But we should always pray that God's will be done first and foremost. Jesus prayed this in Matthew 26, verses 38 and 39. The Bible says, Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry, tarry ye here, and watch with me. And he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Jesus brought his desire to God. He brought his desire to the Father that God would take away this cup of suffering from him. But he finished his prayer with the plea and with the submission that God's will be done above that, above all else. And that's our pattern when it comes to praying about the will of God in our life. When it's something we're not certain about, we can bring our desires to God. We should bring our desires to God, but we should always pray that God's will be done first. And we can also pray that I be humble enough to accept God's will. I be willing enough to accept His will. So when we pray, it should be in God's will. We can have, and, and when we pray that way, when we pray that God's will be done and that I accept His will, we can have confident prayer. We can be certain that God will answer our prayer when we're praying that His will be done. Because God is going to do His will. God will do uh, what He has planned to do. And so when our will is that the will of God be done, then our will is going to be done. Uh, then we will have our answered prayer. But it needs to be that God's will be done. And so we need to have the right aim. Finally, I want us to see the result of confident prayer. Look at verse 15. Verse 15, we see the result. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Very simply, the result is that we will know that God answers prayer. And we'll see answered prayer. God will hear a prayer like that. He will hear a prayer that has the right um, authority. He will hear a prayer that's directed to him, that has faith in him. He will hear a prayer that has the right attitude of asking in humility and surrender. He will hear a prayer that, uh, that, is, that is that His will be done. And how encouraging is it when God does answer a prayer? Is there anything more encouraging than when we've been praying for something and God answers that prayer very clearly and it's exciting and it brings us joy that God wants us to have? And so when we pray and we know that God hears us and we know that He answers us and we see this, it brings us that joy, again, that Christ desires for us to have. That's the result, is that it brings us that joy that is full. Tonight, do you have confidence in your prayer life? Do you know that God hears your prayer? 
Just like you can know that you're saved, you can know that God hears your prayer and that he answers your prayer uh, when we pray the right way. When we pray to him, not to us. When we pray with the right attitude, in humility, not demanding as if we have control over God and what he needs to do. And when we pray with the right aim, that his will be done first. Our life is not about us and our will, but the will of God and being surrendered to him. If you do not have confidence in prayer, perhaps you're placing your faith in that wrong thing tonight. You may be uttering God's name in prayer, but your faith is really in something that you can do. Your faith is in your wallet or in more power. You don't really have faith in God. Um, we need to have faith in God when we pray to him. Or maybe you've been praying with the wrong aim, asking for your own will and not God's. I hope tonight we are challenged and encouraged to pray to the right authority, to pray with the right attitude, and to pray with the right aim in our life. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for this night that you've given us and for your word. I ask God that you'd help us in our life to have this confident prayer. Uh, but Lord, we need to be praying to you.